Welcome to Lambs to Lions. You're listening to the weekly podcast with Pastor Matt Funk. I love that song. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. Yes, man, we can live forever. Would you shake a hand or two of a man next to you? Welcome him here. Give him a good, firm shake. None of those little wimpy ones. Men online, you'll just have to shake your own hand. Do a virtual shake. (laughs) Wow. Praise the Lord. You know, you're coming into a real exciting season, uh, an exciting season for all lions in the house, almighty men and almighty warriors that are in the house. Um, You know, the Lord had given us a vision of how the Lord would take 30 men and turn it into 300. Well, you're part of that 300. So the Lord is filling the house. You can see that. There's more and more seats getting filled. Uh, those seats are, are, are prayed for. They, and just so you know, we pray over them. But not only do we pray over them, our children are praying over them. Our children every Thursday are going over your seat, and they prayed over your seat, Dave. They prayed over your seat, Poncho. Chris, welcome back to the house. Good to have you back, brother. I'm going to dedicate your miracle baby today in the 1030 service. So, man, if you can be there and stand by Christopher. That would be great. Make sure to come back uh, to that. And I also want to celebrate that there has been men's conferences all across Canada put on by Victory. There's one happening right now in uh, Ontario. There's one happening this week in this house. And men, we got to fill it. I'm telling you, we've got Rex Crane, author, entrepreneur. Uh, this guy works with Fortune 500 co- companies, celebrities. Works, still working with Michael Jordan, from what I last heard, and he's back. And if you, man, if you've ever heard Rex speak before, or if you haven't heard him speak, you got to come out. I mean, this is for everybody and anyone. It will rock your world. We also have Keon Raymond, two-time Grey Cup champion, coming here to speak. Man, show of hands, I'm just going to beat Darcy to the punch. He's going to give you the next step. How many of you have got your tickets already? Not bad, not bad, about 50% of you. Now, the rest of you, what are you waiting for? If, if, fi- if finances is an issue, you come talk to me. You know what? We made it so easy. If you get five of you together, you get 50% off. But I'm telling you, you need to be here. And don't just come alone. Invite a friend. Buy their ticket. You know, Logan, my son, Logan, where's Logan? Oh, he's down in the studio. He's got five tickets, and he's been inviting his friends from school to come to this thing. Come on. If our young lions can do it, we can do it. Let's get them down here. John, good to have you. You're all dry now? Right on. I heard you had a pre-baptism this morning. You'll have to tell you about that later, but let's welcome John, guys. You made it. And uh, so blessed. I want to welcome everybody on YouTube, too. I see my father's joining from Manitoba. Uh, not quite as far as Christopher from Kenya, but uh, still me. Oh, we got Pastor Ron now, too, from Penticton. Thanks for joining us this morning, Pastor Ron. We had him and the team down on Thursday, and 
Yeah, we got to talk vision. Man, I'm telling you, it is exciting what God is doing. And maybe I need to remind you with his word this morning that in Isaiah 43, 19, he says, behold, I do a new thing. Can you not see it? And where is he going to do it? He's going to do it in the wasteland, in the wilderness. Okay, so if you feel like you've been in a bit of a wasteland, you feel like things have been a little bit dry, maybe in your finances, maybe in your dreams, whatever it might be, this is the place where God moves. Don't miss your miracle because you're looking at the wrong thing or in the wrong direction. We're going to get into his word today. I, I've entitled uh, this teaching, Avoiding Burnout. <laughs> Avoiding Burnout. Tell me if this speaks to you. The concept of burnout or burning candles at both end is a phrase that we often hear at this time of year. I don't know if you've noticed that, but it happens every year. Every year at this time of year, I got people coming to me, uh, talk, I hear the word burnout. I hear, oh man, I'm just going so hard. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say yes to. I don't know what to say no to. Say yes to Jesus. Say yes to his church. You know, I can walk away right now. <laughs> if you're going to say yes to anything, say yes to him. Okay, seek first the kingdom of God, then all things will be added unto you. All right? But this isn't new, although it seems like for us every year it comes as a surprise. This idea of Burning the candle at both ends uh, comes from the idea of being wasteful or um, burning something twice as fast without twice the benefit. And in this case, the amount of light. Are we called to be the light men? Are we called to let our light shine? Or are we called to put it under a basket and just make it, make it burn whenever it's convenient? No, thank you, Darren, <laughs> right on. But it's this idea of burning yourself out or getting up early and working late into the night. Come on, you see where I'm going with this. So as we prepare for uh, Christmas, we feel uh, the stretch, I get that. We feel the stretch in this season. With hopes to finish the year strong, we still got great expectations, I know I do. God's not done with me yet and 2023 isn't over yet. There's great things coming, but there's great things that are happening now. And maybe there's some of those goals that we, we've wished to achieve before the end of the year, but we've given up. But God has not given up on you. So why are you giving up? With all this going on, there's even a greater need to focus on God and, and a greater need to draw our attention away from distractions and towards him, we need to focus on the flame. That's what we need to focus on. So we're going we're gonna to go through um, Exodus here, Exodus 3, if you brought your Bibles with you. If not, there's going to be a QR code that's going to show up on the screen and online. You can scan that QR code. You can get my notes. Um, you can open up BibleGateway.com. Uh, you can go to Version. There's no excuse. Get the word in front of you. Um, and I'm, I'm loving my, my paper Bible here, though, too, to have both of that. So we're going to go through Exodus 3. Um, how are we doing with audio online? Should we do a test, or do I get a thumbs up from our team that we're good to let our men try online? Let's, let's give it a go. Exodus 3, we'll go to our men online. Uh, let's do two verses at a time. Looks like we got all the way to verse 22. We will do all the way to verse 22, two verses at a time. Uh, I'd like to start in, in verse uh, 2 there. Verse 2 
says, there the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire within the bush. Moses saw that the bush was on fire and it did not, someone say it did not, did not burn up. Hmm. Now most translations say the bush was burning, yet it was not consumed. Your first point, catching the fire without being consumed. Catching the fire without being consumed. Sometimes we get fired up, don't we men? Where we get excited about something and we miss the call or we become consumed by complacency. Come on. God needed to get to Moses' attention, and in this case, it was a burning bush that did not burn out. I think we all need to be like that. See, the opportunity is, what is fueling your fire? What is fueling my fire? You should be able to answer that. In this case, it was the Spirit of the Lord that is giving more than just a spark. For our God is a consuming fire. Hebrews 12, 29. And the key is actually the verse right before that in Hebrews 12, 28, which says, therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Men say his kingdom cannot be shaken. That's right. It says, let us be thankful and so worship God expectingly with reverence and awe. Thankfulness, this is in your notes, thankfulness and worship keeps us from becoming consumed. You enter into his courts and you enter into his gates with praise. Thankfulness. Philippians 4, 6 and 9, be anxious about what? Some things? Nothing. But everything through thankfulness, make your requests known to God. I'm just reminding you what you already know, what's been written on your heart. But it's the discipline when you're going through the distraction of the things that the world is throwing at you right now that you need to stay true to his word. You need to speak his word. And don't go based on feelings because that will get you nowhere. You got to go based on his word and then you'll know his will. Otherwise, you become like most boys, not men, and you become reactionary. You ever heard a young teenager a lot of times is like, oh, they're so emotional and they don't want to do this. I don't feel like doing this. I'm tired. We're not. We're just getting started. I'm not what I feel. I'm, I'm who God says I am. And I choose to be thankful. It's not just an emotion that I'm going to be reactionary. We're not called to be first reactors. We're called to be first responders. How you respond is your responsibility. And God has put that on us as men to respond with thankfulness. That's the key at worship. Verse four, when the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called to him from within the bush, Moses, Moses. It's an exclamation mark there. Read it like it's written. And Moses said, here I am. He probably wet himself a little bit. I would have. <laughs> Not only you're watching a bush, you get close to the bush, and now God starts speaking through the bush, and he's like, Moses. Moses, Moses, <laughs> put your name in there. Dal, Dad, Dal, Vince, he's calling out to you. Second point, here I am, but who am I? Here I am, but who am I? Once God's got your attention, it's time to get your bearings. 
but you won't find your position based on your preference. Instead, you'll find it in God's purpose and what he's calling you to do, not necessarily what you want to do. Verse 7, the Lord said that I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers, and I am concerned about their suffering. The Lord is concerned not just about your suffering, but the suffering of others. There are many reasons why God chose Moses, and I'm willing to bet one was because Moses saw the suffering and he tried to rescue a slave. The difference was, like Delton had said, Coach Delton said, the difference was that he took matters into his own hands instead of placing it in God's. He wanted to free a life, but he ended up taking a life. How many men do we know had great intentions but just misdirection? Oh, I had it wasn't that you had bad intentions. You just missed the mark. What God wanted you to do, how God wanted you to do it, and when he wanted you to do it. Be still and know that I am God. Not Matt. He became a murderer. Now God wanted to use him as a messenger. God will use any, he will use your mess and turn it into a message. He did it with Moses, he'll do it with you. I know Moses had no plans of going back. (laughs) He was a fugitive on the run. Pharaoh wanted him executed. He would have been counting stars and dreaming in that desert, but I guarantee you he was not counting on God sending him back. So don't get surprised when sometimes your plans aren't aligned with God's plans. When you're running away from the very thing that he wants you to run to. Verse 11, but Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? Verse 12, and and God said, I will be with you. God is with you. And this will be a sign to you that it is I who have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God on the mountain. I love that. He's trying to get, when you, this is what's gonna happen. This will be my sign. After you're obedient, after you follow through, you want a sign? The sign's gonna come after. Because you're gonna come to the mountain and you're gonna worship instead of whining. This will be your sign. Seek first the kingdom of God, then all things will be added unto you. You want a sign? Just wait. But don't just sit and wait. Do something, because faith without works is dead. You got to make moves towards him and towards where he's calling you. Verse 14, God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent you. I am who I am. That's your third point. Or other translations say this. It might be in in, in your Bible. It says this, or I will be what I will be. I am who I am. I will be who I will be. He will be what he needs to be to fulfill his purpose in your life, not your purpose in his. I made that, I got to make that really clear. 
because there's been some false teaching out there. They are, God's just here to serve me so I can have my thing in my way. No, 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 no. You got that upside down. He will be what he needs to be to fulfill his purpose in your life. Yes, his plans and purposes are to prosper you, not to harm you, give you a hope in a future, Jeremiah 29, 11. But it's not your plans, it's his. It's not your will, it's his. Thy will be done, thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Let's go, because guess what? Isaiah 55 says, his ways are higher. His thoughts are higher, praise God. But some of us have a hard time with letting go of control, right? But if you trust, because that's what trust is, Lord, I trust that anything I can dream, you can do above and beyond all that I can hope, imagine, or even dream of, so I'm trusting in your plan, not mine. And we're going to get to the plan. Whatever we lack, he is. And that is why, in our weakness, his strength can be made perfect. It says it is perfect. Is per- perfect setup. Feeling weak right now, feeling burnt out right Perfect setup. end of you, beginning of him. End of you, beginning, oh, you really need God now. Hey, you didn't really need him before because before you were coasting and cruising and and everything was going great and you weren't worrying about finances, but now you need him. Praise God. What a great place to be. It's a matter of perspective. Thank you, Lord, for waking me up and putting me in a position of needing you and trusting in you and leaning on you instead of leaning on myself and on my ways and on my finances. Thank man up. I love it. Thanks, Coach (laughs) Delton. going to be our version of amen. Man up. Man up. He said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more about my weak. There's not a whole lot of men right now that I meet that are boasting about their weaknesses. Why? So that Christ's power may rest on me. Second Corinthians 12, 9. That's Paul speaking to the church in Corinth. This is Paul. Wrote most of the New Testament. Most of it in prison. Come on. We don't got it so bad, do we? Nah, we got it good. And our God is good and he is faithful and he is just. And he will meet all of our needs according to his glorious riches. Man, our God is good. Just say, God is good. Come on, all the time. (laughs) All right, I got three all the times. All right. The first part was easy, right? God is good. Sometimes. No, all the time. Say all the time. Okay, you're most likely to believe the things you say than what I say. So there you go. You can be brave. You can boast about your weakness because it's not by your might, but by his spirit, says the Lord. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. (laughs) Come on, is this speaking to you today? Praise the Lord. So who are you? Christ is in you. Christ empowers you. You were made in his very image. You are the head, not the tail. Who are you? And what for? You were made to be on mission, his mission, to make disciples. I want to go into Mark. Turn, to, if, you, if you would, with me to Mark 16. You got to go all the way to the right side of your Bible. Mark 16. A lot of you have this memorized in Matthew 28, but we're going to go to Mark 16. We talk about this a lot. Mark 16, starting in verse 15, and it said, he said to them, who's he? This is Jesus. Jesus said to them, go into all the world, preach the gospel 
to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. Verse 17. And these signs will accompany those who believe in my name. They will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. Verse 18. They will pick up snakes with their hands and they will drink deadly poison. It will not hurt them at all. Say it all. They will place their hands on the sick. They will get well. Verse 19, after the Lord Jesus had spoken to them, he was taken up into heaven and he sat at the right hand of God. This is how it went down, man. Most importantly, this is how it went up. When you're feeling down and you're looking down, you got to look up. You got to go to Mark 16 and speak God's words. This is... This is what we were all created for. Moses was sent by God to save his people. We are also made to do the same. We can't buy into the lie that that burning the candle at both ends was meant for us to burn out, but was meant for us to give more light. If we are doing it all for the glory of God and not our own, we will outlast the darkness and we will be led by the light. Interesting fact, the phrase burning the candle at both ends was coined by an American poet, Edna St. Vincent Millay in 1920. Check this out. It comes from the poem entitled First Fig. My candle burns at both ends. It will not last the night, but ah, my foes and oh, my friends, it gives a lovely light. It doesn't sound negative, does it? How is it that the enemy keeps taking things that, that, that were good and he tries to twist them for evil? Christmas is coming up. We try to take, you can't take Christ out of Christmas, right? But you can focus on the wrong thing. And it's the season of lights. As we approach this Christmas season, may we be reminded of that wonderful light. Why Christ came in the first place. And that was to save. His sacrifice was a gift that came with a price. He never stopped serving his heavenly father and serving his people. The church is the candle that burns at both ends and never goes out. Luke 12. You're you're almost there. Matthew, Mark, Luke. Look at that. Luke 12, 35. The 36, Jesus said, let your waist be girded and your lamps burning. And you yourself be like men who wait for their master. When he will return from the wedding, that when he comes and knocks, that they may open to him immediately. The verse that I have for us, man, is found in John 8, 12. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time, we will reach a harvest if we do not give up. Galatians 6, 9. Our takeaway is, I'm not burnt out. I'm blessed. Next time, if those words try to get on the tip of your tongue, life and death are in the power of the tongue. Catch yourself before you wreck yourself. But when you feel burned, say, I am blessed. <laughs> I am blessed. Okay, I'm, I, I wrote this, 
this, this cool poem. So the Lord woke me up Saturday just after midnight, and I thought that was quite significant. I am crafted by Christ. I don't cater to complacency. I am designed by destiny, and he created the best for me. That's what the Lord gave me at midnight. And, I, and you know, I like to give you guys practical tips. The world will always give you practical tips, but the word will give you better ones. There was lots in the points I gave you, but here's some practical things to recreate while, while burning the candle at both ends. Consider what else you might be able to work into your schedule. One, wake up early and read the word of God. Okay? Two, go for a walk and ex- or exercise while listening to worship. That's key. Okay? Exercise well. List. The enemy likes to, to mess you up by getting bad things to come in. Bad things come in. Bad things go out. Okay? Listen to worship while you work out. Three, pursue a side business or hobby that glorifies God. You'd be surprised when you think that you were made to work, man. You were made to recreate. And some, I don't think I can do another thing. But when you do God's thing, you're refreshed. Four, figure out your passion that aligns with God's purpose. I put in there people. People are always part of God's purpose. Love God, love others. Everything hangs off this. Love Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Your passion needs to be linked to people. Good job, Dave. Five, build more self-awareness of your own strengths and values in Christ by serving in the church. Let's stand to our feet, man. There's just five tips of things that you can do to help you recreate, to be on purpose for a purpose. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your word today. We thank you, Lord, that it speaks and is relevant to what we're going through and what we're called to. We thank you, Lord, that it's not by coincidence that we are here today. We thank you, Lord, for building us up, encouraging us, for strengthening us and aligning us to this beautiful, amazing season, a season that people will know us as men as being generous, a season of giving our time, our energy, even our finances to what matters most to you. Thank you, Lord, for these hands. Thank you for the work of these hands, that you will bless them. Every man in this house, thank you, Lord, for the Man Up Conference that you are blessing our speakers, that you're bringing here, them here safely and bringing them with a word by you, for you, that we can align with to serve you. Bless every man that hasn't even got a ticket yet, but that is still coming. Make a way, Lord. Even if it seems like there is no way, we know that you are the way and we thank you in advance for that in Jesus' name. Man, if you're here today, you're listening online, joining us online, and you don't have a relationship with Jesus yet, you've been having a hard time letting your light shine in a dark world, you just got to let him in. Just let him in. Stop trying on your own strength, but lean into his. Paul says in Romans 10 verse 9, if we believe in our hearts that God the Father raised his son from the grave, we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, that we will be saved. So we're going to do that right here, right now. You know, just just hours 
Hours ago, we did a celebration of life in here. This house was full. Over 150 people came for a celebration of life. And the pastor got up and, and he shared the story of the man, but not the story of the man, the story of the man. The man, not that just passed away and went on to eternity. The man that he followed, Jesus. And at the end of it, he did the exact same thing I'm about to do with you. And he just let Jesus in. Life. So we can live forever. Life so that we can live more abundantly. So that we can live life to the fullest. His name is Jesus. And so we're going to pray right now. He's going to ask you to just bow your heads. Remove your hats if you would. I don't normally ask you to do that. But I'm asking you right now as a sign of honor. If you would just remove your hat, bow your head, close your eyes. And just repeat after me. If you've prayed this before, I ask you pray it again. If you've never prayed this before, do so with your whole heart. Just invite the light into you right now. Say this. Say, dear Jesus, I'm inviting you in. Into my heart and into my life. I need your light. I need to shine. I'm turning from my ways and I'm turning to you. And I'm choosing to follow you all the days of my life even when it's difficult. You see, because I believe, I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. I believe that you rose from the grave three days later. So lead me and guide me. In Jesus' name, amen. Just, just keep your heads bowed, eyes closed. Stay in the moment. This, this is a holy moment right here. If you prayed that prayer, whether it be for the first time or this is your comeback moment, what I want you to do is on the count of three, I just want you to put your hand up. One, two, three, let's go. You're coming back to him, let's go. Yes, yes. This is the day the Lord has made and we will continue to rejoice. We will continue to be glad in it for his mercies are made new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. Welcome back, welcome home, lions. Next thing we're going to do is open it up for baptism. <laughs> I'm getting fired up. We fill this, uh, this, this tank here. There's a the tank in here that we fill out of faith every time we gather. And not just faith, out of obedience. It's part of the works that God calls us to. And what Jesus said there right in Mark before he ascended to heaven, go into all the world making disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and, and teaching them to obey his commands and surely he is with us always if that's you man if you want to come forward you have not yet been baptized you've been going through something in your life you've got questions just come now now is your time but let's worship god let's praise his name and let's go out into this world and be the generous men that he's called us to be thank you for tuning in today and thank you for continuing to partner with us and for giving so generously to this ministry if you would like to find out more about how you can partner with us, visit our website at www.wherepeoplematter.church and click the giving link. And don't forget to subscribe and share this with your friends. See you next time.